All right, guys, thank you for joining me for this episode of Self-Care Radio. I'm on the call with Mr. and Mrs. Mustafa and Celeste Suleiman. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, well, tired, (laughs) but well. Typical Wednesday night. Typical Wednesday night. So I'm going to start off telling everybody how I know Mrs. Celeste Suleiman. So I think, Celeste, we met back in 2010. 10? I think it was 2010. Yeah, that sounds right. So I had um, moved to Philly and Celeste was um, one of my co-workers at my very first job in Philadelphia. And she actually sat like right in front of me <laughs> at my job. And this is like no lie, no cap. Like I admired Celeste so much. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. She's a wife. She's a mom. She has it together. She has style. She's pretty. She's so sweet. Like I thought the world of her when I first met her. And I still do. Um, so, so I was kind of like her little groupie sitting behind her at um, work like hey how are you so dope and so great and when we met Zay was like real young and I was like oh my god he's so cute yeah he was little yeah so I wanted to be just like Celeste uh, when we first met and then um, eventually I met Mustafa he was kind of like a package deal and we um, <laughs> a package of, of unfiltered raw meat huh and literally I did not know how to take that unfiltered raw meat when I first met Mustafa because I am so sensitive and I would be like wait is he does he mean it and Celeste be like girl don't pay him no mind but we all ended up hitting it off like really really well getting along really well Um, I can honestly say they have a, a marriage that I look up to and I can hit up either one of them about any question regarding parenthood marriage celeste was actually the first person that found out i was pregnant when i was pregnant she made me take like five pregnancy tests yes because i was like i can't be pregnant take another one take another one take another one i'm not pregnant (laughs) and then one of my um i was actually texting both of them when my water broke so literally they have both been there from beginning. they were there from beginning to end with my pregnancy yes all the way wow they were they were at my wedding which the people that were invited to our wedding weren't just anybody we invited people that were going to hold us to our vows that we made in our covenants and they both do a really good job at holding me accountable for my marriage and my vows so we have a very good actually married us as well yeah we were married by the same person yeah yes you guys put us um, put us in deep with Pastor Chris. He did our premarital counseling. He got us married. So, um, yeah, they Mustafa and Celeste have become a part of our extended family who we care oh so much about. He's Mustafa is my daughter's nap buddy. So that means a lot. Well past our our nap overtures. So tell her when we come to Philly, I'll be expecting to catch up on a few naps. <laughs> And you know what? And I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. So when we came out to Chicago to visit y'all that time when we when I was pregnant, do you know that I have been trying to replicate that daggone lobster tail and I still cannot replicate it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite it's quite of an uh, extravagant thing I've created there. Oh Either people want it, they want the recipe or they want or they just kind of want to be around when I'm making it. It actually, to be honest with you, uh, it, it actually kind of happened by accident. I just kind of made it, made up the butter sauce and it just kind of was a hit. And I just been doing it ever since, honestly, where I've now kind of gone into just doing it from a um, from like creating the lobster where I 
kind of cut the tail and kind of bring the lobster on top of the tail now and put it in the oven. So I've been experimenting with it, but we fast approach in the summer for the grill, which is a huge uh, part, uh, a huge cooking tool in this household. <laughs> well, the grocery store just had them on sale and I made Cam go get a whole bunch of them. So I got a bunch <laughs> in the freezer. So when you come to Philly and you feel like you want to grill, we have two grills. I will give you lobster tail, whatever else you want. Just make me some lobster tail. I, I got you. I got you. That's <laughs> not a problem at all. As long as I can nap with my buddy, lobster tails definitely will be, uh, will be on the menu. All right. So, guys, I want to talk with you about, uh, well, I want you guys to um, talk about how you guys met, how long you've been together. Give us all that juicy tea. My. Well, where do we begin? So... When we met back in high school, uh, my, we're going to tell our age, um, in 95, 94. Yeah, 94. It was 94, 94 at Overbrook High School. Um, he claims he spotted me, you know, his very first day when his mom brought him up there, but. Which is, which is true. Like, in all seriousness, when I first came to Overbrook, Celeste was one of the first people I, I seen at the school, like, you know, of course it was a big high school. I was coming from a military school, which was smaller, 300 or 400 students to Overbrook, which was a couple thousand students, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, I seen Celeste along with some other friends I've, I've now become good friends with that she was already friends with from middle school. And I just kind of seen her, like, and I just remember seeing her and everybody was just kind of around her and she just was, uh, just kind of, just kind of doing her thing, like not really paying attention to nothing, but like she was in the mix and, uh, and it just kind of went from there. We just became friends over the course of time. And, um, I used to sit at the lunch table with her and all her girlfriends and I was like the only guy there. So I was like, I was the only one invited to be in their space. And we just hit it off as friends first. Um, I didn't realize how I knew how much I liked her over time, but I didn't realize until her mom kind of burst her bubble as far as how much Celeste ended up liking me in return. And, um, you know, we were typical (laughs) high school boyfriend and girlfriend. Our first, one of our first dates was going to see Get on the Bus. And my mom came to the movie theater and sat right behind us. Yeah, so she wanted to make sure there was no (laughs) hanky-panky. She she was chaperoning. Yes. Chaperoning for sure. Um, I mean, it it was the typical... We went on prom together. I mean, then went off to college. I broke up with him. He loves to tell that story. Um, I'll, but then I'll save that. <laughs> we ended up, you know, we remained friends through our entire, you know, breakup because we had, you know, a lot of friends in common. And then we ended up, you know, rekindling our wonderful love in, what, 2003? Yeah, I guess. And I we literally know. picked up like right where we, you know, started. Like it, it stopped, and we started right back. Like, okay, where do we go from here? You yep. know, what's the next steps? What do we want to do? Uh, end up having Xavier moved in together, got married, moved to Chicago. Now we have Ziggy. She's skipping all the right. <laughs> She's leaving out all. So of the I mean, there's stuff. a lot of stuff in between, but I mean. Uh, years and years of uh, being with this man. What can I say? There was a lot of learning. <laughs> Lots. A lot. Ongoing lessons. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's a whole bunch of stuff y'all left out, but we gonna save that for another episode. Yeah, like she she went off the. I was in the groove of trying to catch you up. She went upstairs to deal with Ziggy, and then she came back downstairs and then like fast forwarded everything. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm sure Crescent's wanted that part of what I was saying, but whatever. It is it's okay. So and on self-care radio, we talk about all things self-care, self-love, all things mental health. Just talk about how to be a well-rounded person, especially in the black community. Right. And in the black community, we don't often talk about self-care. And one right. of the things I know personally for me in a marriage, it's hard to find a balance between self-care while still attending to your mate, being a good parent and being a good friend, you know, daughter, mother, father, all those things. So how do you guys Guys find time to take care of yourself separately while still honoring your marriage and your spouse. Honestly, uh, and I, and so let's just kind of, she's right here, but she's like Dylan with Ziggy. I don't know if we do, to be honest with you. I, I know I, I'll speak for me. I, I won't speak for Celeste. I don't know if there is time where I can honestly sit here and say, oh, I find 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there to take care of myself because honestly, I, I, I really don't know what that looks like and what that is to kind of take care of yourself because we are constantly in the battle or in the grind of uh, focusing on the boys, you know, focusing on the household, you know, just our normal uh, routine of every evening. So I don't know if we get, I, get the time to say, oh, well, let me take a few minutes for myself um, before before Celeste gets home or before the boys get home or like you can hear Ziggy in the background fussing right now. So I, me personally, I, I, I don't I don't think I do. I, I can't speak for Celeste. So her question is, how do you find the time for self-care in the midst of all the stuff that we have to do as a parent working and all of that? Right here, here, take this. I'll get it. <laughs> um, so here is definitely, uh, as you can tell, one of those things that um, I try to squeeze it in uh, with, you know, either going to get my nails done, going to get a pedicure, um, or just really just taking a couple of minutes, you know, before I, you know, go pick up the baby or, you know, go have to pick Xavier up from basketball practice or something just in the car, you know, rocking out to, you know, a old school R&B, you know, mix or something like that. Um, but I, I will admit that they do come very far and few in between. Um, but, you know, just as from you being my friend and me learning from you, uh, I do know that that is an important part, um, you know, just of, living of life um so uh, I, I definitely try to um make sure that I do it more often than I have in the past because uh, most times my my daily routine is consumed of making sure that husband kids that they're taken care of and I'm always you know on the back burner um but I do feel like, you know, just from, you know, listening to you, seeing your posts on Instagram and, you know, I, I hear your voice sometimes in the back of my head, like self-care. And I'm like, oh, that's Crescent's doing. She's doing a little a little story on Instagram or she has a little message. Um, so I will admit that in probably the past a uh, couple of months, I've tried to, you know, make sure that I'm doing it uh, a little bit more than I have Uh in, in the past years. Do you feel like the more you do it, the more cohesive your household is, or do you not see it making it and make an impact on your household? 
No, no, my household still is still just it's crazy at times. Um, <laughs> but maybe if everyone, you know, took a moment to themselves, um, maybe that would, you know, assist. And maybe what it is is that um, I'm taking that moment. And, and when I walk back into, you know, OK, back to, you know, reality, uh, it's, you know, th- they need a break as well kind of like maybe so we need to sit down with you know the boys and maybe have well Ziggy's definitely too young to do it but maybe you know have Zay take you know a couple of moments and you know just do a little self-reflection where he's not you know doing school work or you know playing basketball now he is running track um so you know we're adding on activities and you know he's getting ready for high school so you know, maybe if we we did it as a family, okay. You know, this is our self care moments. Everyone, take a couple of you know a minutes to you know do something that is going to you know help them get their uh, their life together, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, I mean, maybe that's something we can try to do. You know, as a family, since you know Moo is saying that you know he doesn't think that he you know does has time to do it. I like that. I've never heard anybody say as a family. It's almost like everybody go to your separate corners, take a breath, take a breather, get what you need, and then come back so we can be whole together. It's kind of difficult when you have a toddler, though, because as, as you know, while you were just talking to Celeste, I went up and I was kind of dealing with him. It's kind of like a tag team thing. When you have a toddler and it's, I mean, and you know, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I was going to say, you know, like, because I'm sure, she, you know, she, although she's a little older than Ziggy, she, you know, is still in that all over the place age. And Ziggy is, um, he, he's very similar to Zay with the small exception of, he, he, I feel like from what I remember, he requires a little more maintenance, a little more attention. Like he wants to be up under one of us, depending on what mood he's in. Um, and you know, lately I, like I've been home, so I've been kind of like the, the house dad or whatever house husband, if you will. And, um, so I've, I've kind of gotten a, a nice little bond going with him. So, you know, Throughout the day, it's he's underneath me, and then of course at nighttime, right prior to you know dinner time, bath time, bedtime, like you know he wants to be up under Celeste, which then affects our our personal time together, which is very which can be and is very frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask, you know, how do you guys care for each other in your marriage and keep things going without being just completely frustrated and just arguing and being on edge all the time? Because you guys are in a similar situation like Cam and myself when, you know, we're not really near family. So it's just us doing everything on our own. We have a few friends in the area, but nobody we can quickly call on in like the drop of a dime if we really needed it. It's very, very, it is very very, 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 very difficult. And I've noticed over the last month or two, maybe longer, I think I've really kind of started really paying attention. Again, it is kind of taking me back a little bit to when Xavier was little and the frustrations I used to have in regards to that. The difference is, you know, back then I was a little immature and didn't really understand. And I, and I, and I do understand it a little more now. So I might, I might, my patience is a little more, although the frustration is there, uh, you know, I try to be a little bit more patient, but it is it is very frustrating. And one of the reasons why it's very frustrating is because we had gotten to a point where we were in a really nice groove prior to Ziggy being born, for, for whatever that's worth. <clears throat> so we were like really kind of in a groove where Zay was at the age where, you know, we can kind of dip off for an hour or two or three to go get some, you know, wine, some sushi. Wine. Yeah. Or, <clears throat> excuse me, or just to kind of, you know, do whatever it is we needed to do. And it's really hard now 
um, with Ziggy because he require, he because he requires so much uh, maintenance and on top of just the the basic daily duty that's required to um main, you know to 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 keep him occupied if you will and although Xavier is a little older now and the hope and the expectation is that he'll take some of that burden off of us with playing a big brother role. Like he has those moments where he don't want to be bothered. Like I want to be in my own space. I don't want to deal with my little brother at the moment while I'm in my room doing absolutely nothing. And so that's frustrating. It's like, bro, like help us out here. (laughs) But yeah, but I would love to piggyback off of what Mustafa was saying. I feel like, um, in the beginning of our marriage relationship, you know, it was, a lot of frustration and we we argued you know it was always a you know if I'm mad oh you're going to know you know that I'm mad if he's mad oh I'm going to you know know that he's mad and now um I don't know how healthy this this is but if we are frustrated not to say that we're going to argue we may let each other know maybe shoot somebody each other a text or you know but we're not we don't have those big blow-ups as we did uh in the beginning of our marriage um, that we do, you know, now, like, I mean, of course, yes, we, we have our, you know, our arguments, but they're not, um, I mean, cause we, it was, it would get serious <laughs> in, in, in the beginning where it was like, oh no, like somebody has to leave, you know? Um, but now it's okay. Listen, I'm frustrated about this. Uh, I agree. You know, we can kind of, you know, go back and forth, like, you know, and, and explain to each other why we're frustrated um, and in the hopes that, you know, we can, you know, come to some type of resolve. Um, but, and, but at least it's out there and it's not bottled up that the next yes. thing that comes up now you're fighting over two things instead of one thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, you know, just growing up in a household of siblings, like I don't, I don't argue like that. It's like, if you don't bring it up in the moment, I honestly don't give a shit about it when you bring it up. So it's one of them things where I'm like that with friends, marriage, whatever, as, as, as messed up as that may sound. Like, if you don't bring it up in the moment, if you try to bring it up, when I want to bring something up, I don't want to hear it. Like, you should have brought it up in that moment. But now I will at least, I'll at least, quote unquote, entertain it. And then it's one of them things where, okay, well, maybe she either you know, either forgot to bring it up or maybe like in the moment of bringing it up, something was going on where her attention got kind of taken away from Ziggy or Zay or even me, tending to me. Like, so in her moments of being pissed off at me, I might have needed her help to do something. And unbeknownst that she was pissed off at me about something. And so <clears throat> she's still willing to kind of help me deal with whatever and, and vice versa. So now we f- we fight more fairly now, if, if you will. And we don't let it linger as long as it used to because it would be... You know, I could I could go days, <laughs> like literally days, but like, and I really didn't care about talking to her or her talking to me. Now it's kind of like we got two sons. Xavier is constantly on the go with different things. It's really difficult for us not to talk, mm-hmm. um, either via text message or even just verbally. So even if it's just one or two word answers, like there has to be some form of communication. And I'm more mature now to understand that that has to be. I could still be mad. She Celeste has always given me my space to be mad. Um, so if I'm mad about something, <clears throat> obviously the world always knows when I'm mad, <clears throat> but she would like now, you know, she's able to like kind of give me my space and then kind of try to come back and kind of fix whatever it was I was mad about. Cause sometimes a lot of stuff, the root of my anger may not have been with her, um, but she didn't help it. And so like now I'm lashing out. Um, I had something that, you know, 
well, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Just think of something. So, but I'm mad about something that happened at work. So stuff like that. So, you know, it's, yes, it has gotten as always, the spouse always gets the brunt of all the the frustrations, <laughs> even though you're not the root cause. Sometimes it'd be stuff like, you know, I didn't like the way she, did, you know, handled something with Xavier from a disciplinary action of for or against. And so I'm like, I'm mad about it. And it's like, I, I wanted to do something different. Uh, and with the new millennial parenting, you have to be a little more understanding with your children and be more willing. I was just talking to my mom about this, about just, you know, talking out whatever it is to try to better understand their decision making. When we were growing up, it was my father and mother. They didn't care. <clears throat> you did something wrong. I'm going to bust you upside your head. It don't really matter what your decision making process was. Mm-hmm. So It's a little bit different. And I think that is because we are like that now, obviously, because the way that parenting is, but also too, like, you know, the type of work we um, do, um, just kind of dealing with these social emotional kids and trying to make sure that your child doesn't end up like some of these children, good, bad, or indifferent. You want them to be a little bit, you know, right. Exactly. <laughs> a little more different as something on TV is very inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. That's well overdue for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so speaking speaking of growing up can you guys talk about how um because people always say oh if you guys haven't grown up on the same path or if you guys aren't you know of the same mindset you're not equally yoked and you guys can't work in a marriage or relationship talk about how you guys are able to be equally yoked but not have the same exact background or upbringing that's so interesting because I, I see a lot of stuff on social media and, and I talk to a lot of people like, you know, even like one of my f- former supervisors or whatever, he's like really, really, you know, funny, jokingly, like overly Christian. Like I'm Muslim and Celeste is, I mean, she was raised Christian. I mean, she doesn't really, she doesn't go to church or whatever, but I mean, she believes in God. So religion and just not, and, and uh, see our family backgrounds are similar, regardless of the religion uh, sacrifice or whatever. Uh, in that I didn't have my father for a good portion of my childhood um, through unforeseen circumstances, but he eventually came back around. Celeste didn't have her father at all. He unfortunately passed away. So in essence, we were both raised kind of sort of by, by single mothers. For a long time, it was Celeste and until her sister was born. And, and, and of course, it was, it was a, a thousand of us <laughs> when I was little. But our mother's sacrifices that they made were one and the same. They kind of raised us the same. The expectations was the same. Our family dynamic and family's support system was um, kind of the same. Well, actually, not even kind of, was very similar. Yes. And then even when me and Celeste kind of started dating, you know, kind of rekindled, and then when we got married, it was it was a very seamless process to incorporate our families on top of the fact that, you know, my brother was already married. And just the expectation that was already there when it came to that whole in-law thing. Like, we don't really use that word in our family. Is You become part of the family. We had to come to a compromise early on because of some of the, some of the differences in our upbringings where Celeste's mom, as a single mom, she didn't cook. She, they ordered out a lot. Whereas my mother, as a single mother with six kids, uh, five kids, well, six with me, um, she cooked every day. So when me and Celeste first moved in together, we had, you know, we used to fight about that because she, you know, she didn't cook a lot or she didn't cook at all. We would order a lot. And it was like, my expectation was I wanted home cooked meals. And so we had to come to a compromise after having so the like, expectation 
I, I guess is what really what the what the issue was is that you know we were just expecting to do what we did in our households growing up. Or, you know, what our moms had, you know, kind of raised us, you know, okay, well, his mom cooked every day. My mom cooked maybe, you know, two to three times, you know, a week and we ordered out because we, me and my sister, we had, you know, activities or, you know, she had other things, you know, that she was, you know, doing. And so the expectation we had to come to a a compromise about, okay, well, what is it that we're going to do in our household? Um, so that had kind of led into also the way our religious, you know, backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, came together. Um, cause people always, you know, kind of ask like, oh, well, Celeste, when are you taking your Shahada? Well, you know, I, I'm not probably going to take my Shahada. I mean, I'll, I'll consider it. Let me read up on it. Let me learn about it. And I did. His cousin, um, Erica gave me, um, a, a really great book. Um, and I, you know, I, I read about it because not only did I want to know, but you know, we have now two sons, but at the time we just had the one had Xavier. And if he was going to be taking Xavier to, you know, the mosque or, you know, they were going to be celebrating the Eid. And I just wanted to know, you know, a little bit more, you know, what was you know going on with his religion. Now, on the flip side of it, Mustafa was really, really, really hesitant. And I don't want to say against but he <laughs> was even nervous to let Xavier go to church without with, her. With yes, with my grandma. Because Celeste didn't go. So and so that's the part that she she's neglected to mention is that Celeste didn't really go to church. So when I didn't have a problem with Xavier going to church, I had a problem with Xavier going to church with her grandmother, which my my gut feeling came was right because her grandmother was like trying to get Xavier baptized without our... But see, what you don't understand is that she couldn't get Xavier baptized uh, without the parent. And so that's why I was like, she's just talking. Like, my grandma would be like, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to take Xavier and he's going to, you know, get baptized or whatever. And it's like, well, first off, there's a whole, you know, kind of... Uh, you, you have to go through a process and the parent has to be there. The parent has to give permission. And so I knew that my grandma was just like saying that just to probably get under Mustafa's skin. And she did. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, well, no, like that's not what's going to happen. Like, you know, my, my grandma would want to take them for, you know, maybe Mother's Day or, you know, just Easter. I'm like, they don't even do that on those days. You know, it's a mm-hmm. completely different uh, sermon and and, and, <laughs> and worship service on, on those, you know, particular days. They're not going to, you know, oh, we have a baptism no the bottom so, line the bottom line for me was i feel like i was more open to islam the, than you were to well okay Christianity. I, i'll slightly give you that the bottom line for me was this was that me and what bothered me because i remember your uncle tony had some sly stuff too the bottom line was this is that me and celeste had an understanding of our family structure it worked mm-hmm. for us Yes. Right. And I was always I I had made it crystal clear to my mother and father who were if anyone knows my parents, my father who's no longer with us, but were are very, very religious when it comes to Islam. I made it crystal clear to them that our family dynamic is going to be it's going to be different. We're going to we're going to parent different. We're going to raise different and we're going to kind of work out the kinks in that armor when it comes to religion and that whole stigma when it comes to the family dynamic. I just didn't feel like there was enough of a um, united front on her end with her family. And 
it, it kind of it kind of clashed uh, a little bit. We knew what we were doing with our child, how we wanted to raise our child, how we wanted to interact with our family, and it worked perfectly with us. We had an understanding, me and Celeste. There was no, there was never an issue ever, and it continues to never be an issue when it comes to my religious background versus hers. She's very supportive when it comes to the Eid. Celeste is very, she pushes me every. Ramadan to make sure that I'm fasting. She makes sure I'm up, you know, um, to eat, make sure I'm making salad, all of that stuff. And so when it came to our Xavier and now was um, Ziggy with Zayden, you know, we made sure that they are taking part in both the religious uh, backgrounds so they can make their own conscious decision on how they want to proceed with their lives when it comes <clears throat> to religion. And, and when you think about it, kids, all they know is Christmas gifts. That's all they really care about. They don't really understand the whatever when it comes to certain things. So it works for us. I, I wouldn't recommend it for nobody else unless there is a clear and cut conversation and a clear cut understanding of the expectation, but it works for us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our friends, Muslim and non, they are either curious. I don't want to use the word jealous, but they're, you know, kind of like, you know, how do y'all do that? I could never do that. And a lot of them just really don't really care one way or the other, but it works for us. Just like a lot of stuff that me and Celeste do, it works for us. It it may not work for you and Cam. It may not work for, you know, our friend Joy and her husband or, you know, or her girlfriend and her and her boyfriend. It just works for us. So give my listeners two top things that you guys do in your marriage that helps to make your marriage successful amidst all the chaos in your daily life. Oh. <laughs> uh, two top things? Uh, mm. Yikes. I know. <laughs> I don't think there is nothing specific that we do. Um, I would say learn your partner. Um, I think that's uh, that has been a, a key and a major um, factor in, uh, I guess you would say, the success of our marriage is that it, it, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, the first uh, several years were, were very tough, but um, I, I feel like now we know each other um, to a point where if he gives me a look, it's like, oh, I already, okay, let me just you know, move on or let me just learning, learning him. It was, was key. I mean, and, and, and I, I think that he has learned me as well. Um, of course we still have lots to learn, but I mean, we're, we're, we're now on a course of being, you know, on, on a, a smoother road. It, it wasn't, it's not as, you know, cobblestone and rocky as it was uh, in the beginning. So learning each other, I think is a great thing. I, I agree with that. Um, I'm a real big, um, I'm a real big person of that whole love language type thing. Um, I read the book a few times. Um, so like definitely learning her and, and, and not taking a lot of things personal. Like I used to get really upset, you know, with Celeste's sarcasm and I'm not saying that it doesn't still upset me, but I kind of, it's kind of like one of them things like that's her, that's her, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like when I'm rowdy, her sarcasms, her sarcasm is her rowdiness, if you will. Like, you know, you know me, like, you know, I, when I'm rowdy, I'm loud, I'm whatever. Celeste's loudness is her sarcasm. That's how she is loud. She don't really get loud, but her sarcasm is very sharp and to the point where I'm kind of like in your face. That's how her sarcasm is. Um, the other thing, um, honestly, just 
I, I really don't know. Like there's, <laughs> there's just, we, we, we've kind of like grown to try, like, we're not afraid to try different things, a uh, different, um, so being I, open, being open, being very, we're being very, we're, we're very open and we've learned marriage. to be very honest, um, about everything. Like there's like, there's not, there's no topic. There's no conversation. There's no thought. There's no fantasy. There's no, there's no nothing that's off limits with us. Like if I can, like, you know what? I want to try, you know, I'm going to put my toe in the subwoofer and I want you to kind of come <laughs> and smack me on my butt. Like, like there's nothing that's off limits. Like we, like if I can think of it and it is within the wheelhouse, can share with I'll share it. <laughs> and if she's in the mood, if Ziggy, like now with Ziggy, even prior to Ziggy, if she's in the mood, it's like, all right, nigga, that's what you, all right. <laughs> I don't see it, but you know, if it's going good, get you there, cool. And vice versa. So we're very open. Like nothing is off limits with us. Like, you know, the conversational piece, um, just to kind of sit down or, you know, even through text message or whatever. Like, so just being open, very open. I know that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Those, that's one of them words that's kind of just kind of thrown around. But with us, it's, it's definitely one of our sticking points now uh, as we move into the, the latter years of our marriage, like just being extremely open. And that, that goes for everything, like how we feel, being upset, you know, sex, uh, food, like everything. If you don't like a, a meal. If I don't I like could. a meal, like it's like, no, nah, I'm not really feeling that. And if, if he, if I don't like an outfit that he wears. She, yeah. Know, like I before like it. it used to be a thing like, well, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want to play him. Or I ain't going <laughs> to say nothing because I don't want to play her. I don't want her not to cook if I don't like something. Now it's kind of like, nah, boo-boo. We're not doing that no more. <laughs> or it's like, nah, you probably shouldn't wear those pants. So, so that's, she does it differently. Like I'll just flat out say I don't like something. So that's like, you going to wear that? Like, well, I was, but <laughs> I guess I'm not now. I, <laughs> she hit me with that a couple times. We was going out like, mm, yeah, no, like, um, you shouldn't wear that. It's like, well, why not? I don't like it. It's like, all right, okay, all right, I'll take it off then. So the, the two things I can say you both individually have taught me. So Celeste has taught me to ask questions and use critical thinking and not assume when it comes to things. So I have... And many occasions texted you both when I have been upset, frustrated, pissed off in my marriage. Sometimes texting yeah. you on a group message, sometimes texting you individually because sometimes I don't want to hear the softer side of Celeste. And sometimes I don't want to hear the oh. blunt side of Mustafa. So I might text you individually <laughs> to get the answer right, that right. I want. <laughs> but with Celeste, you'll always say, well, did you do this? Well, did you ask that? trying to teach me like stop assuming just ask the questions and communicate. So communication, right. the biggest thing um, that is that is what Celeste has taught me. But Mustafa, you, you know what? Go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm, no, I was going to say even with that, um, like in our marriage and in our relationship, Celeste is, Celeste never was even even you know like you know I'm not perfect. I wasn't perfect. You know whatever. Even in moments of her gut telling her one thing, Celeste never really assumed stuff. Like she'll either let it fall on her lap. She wasn't really overly newsy. Um, or like overly, like, let me check your phone or let me do this or let me do that. Like, it was usually something I either did stupidly or like, it just kind of came to her. She never really assumed. She mm-hmm. just either gathered her own data and her own time left, no matter how long it took. Which got on his nerves. Which got on my nerves <laughs> because it would be like, I know she kind of got an idea about 
this, I should. And it's like, well, she's not saying nothing. And then months will go by, and I'm like, our James ain't nothing. All right, cool. And then we'll be sitting here, like, eating spaghetti. Like, hey, um, on Tuesday, September 18th, 1944, I remember. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, so she never assumed. She just always just kind of just went on about her business and kind of handled it accordingly. Um, and then Mustafa, from you, you have always been, I think from like the second day I was married, you have always <laughs> been a stickler of reminding me of my vow and the role as a wife. And not in like a condescending, like talking down to me, like you're somebody's wife, you have to be lower than, lower than them. But reminding me like, this is what you signed up for. Either you in or you out, right. and you know you in, so either shut up and do it or <laughs> shut up and not do it. But I know you're going to do it, so just shut up and do it. But in a very sure. loving and, and nine times out of ten, I usually do listen to you, but it's in a very, like, loving kind of like, hey, like, we don't have time for the foolishness. Like, get it together and stop fussing <laughs> and go have a conversation. But at the same time, too, communicating and not assuming because Mustafa would be like, well, shit, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean you don't know what to tell me? Well, if you tell me you did, you tell me you did that and you still didn't get your answer, then I don't know what the hell you want from me. And I'm like, all right, that's when I text Celeste. Like, well, well Celeste, Mustafa's not answering me the way I want to hear it. And then Celeste hit me with the, well, I, I, I mean, I love you and all, but I don't know what you want me to tell you because did you try this and did you do this? And I mean, the two of you together, again, I, I love you both from the bottom of my heart. And I, I, because I, you guys are like the yin and the yang for me. Like, literally, I can text you both to get the answer that I want. And it's the same answer, but in a roundabout, different kind of way. Um, and right. is definitely like the big brother, like, pull your big girl panties up and shut up. And then Celeste is more like the, you know, I love you. It's okay. We'll figure out a different kind of way to do it. You know, like the very patty, <laughs> patty me same on my but it's the same answer, like very patting me on my back, like rubbing my stomach and giving me some tea and some coffee if I need it. And we're talking and Mustafa's like, take a shot and shut up and move on. Right. <laughs> well, something that you said that that um, that's funny that you kind of gave that description of me. And I'm like that with you, because uh, contrary to what you probably know or think is that I used to go through moments where I was in between where I didn't know what I wanted to do. We were getting arguments and it was like, you know what? I don't need this. I, you know, I'm over it. I don't want to be here. I want to do this. I want to do that. I was always in between. I used to obviously have, I didn't have nobody to bounce off that, you know, just shut up and do it. Like not to kind of diss none of my friends, but I, I don't really, none of them were married. And so they couldn't under, I just didn't trust their advice when it comes to certain things because they were either in just sexual relationships or just not even in a relationship. So to get advice from them, it, it would have always been like, you know, effort, like just, just, just roll. Although not with her because they all like her. So I was always in between. So when I'm talking to you, sometimes I'm thinking back to those moments of when I was like that. And I'm like, you know what? No, you just gotta, like you said, pull, you know, well, I, I, I don't wear panties, but like you gotta pull your big girl panties up and kind of just get at it. And then Cam is no different than the average man, myself included, with the way we think. Our thinking when it comes to relationships is such a thing of simplicity that it more times than not frustrates y'all as spouses because women overthink. Y'all overthink everything. And sometimes like like, you know, so that's what just fussing at me a few minutes ago about a bottle. And I'm like, well, I don't even remember washing out the bottle, let alone, let alone even using that bottle. And I didn't really feel like getting into a whole back and forth with her about it because I'm home with him throughout the day. 
So either I used the bottle or I didn't, which I didn't remember if I did or didn't. And I kind of remember just grabbing the bottle up off of the nightstand and washing that out. But it wasn't something that I just felt like arguing about. So it was just like, okay. And then she finished, she washed out the bottle and then she came in here and added some more like, you know, for future reference, make sure you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, the shit went in one ear and out the other, but I heard her. And it was like, because I couldn't remember if I used the bottle or not, because I couldn't, whatever. And when it came down to it, she was giving me some instructions about how we deal with, how she wants me to whatever with our son. And I do the same thing with her. So I was like, let me be fair. Because when I do it to her, the other day, I wanted her to rebraid his hair. And she did it, even though she said she wasn't. So those are just small examples of things that we just try to make sure we're always maintaining that level of understanding with it with with one another and just for the record he definitely used the bottle because it was that <laughs> he had no, with him yesterday I'm not saying, if i said i didn't use the bottle he I didn't, didn't rinse I didn't it need... out crescents okay <laughs> see see how you trying to there search. was stuff on the bottom of my child's see, bottle he's fine he's fine okay and so it's i building up his immune I tested system. it i looked at i shook it up and bubbled Bubbles were in my baby's apple juice. He's fine. He'll be fine. So that means he did not. He didn't even thoroughly rinse out the bottle before he put apple juice in it. So he had soapy water in his apple juice. He's fine. He's fine. But you know what? Even though he may not have thoroughly washed out the bottle, you guys have thoroughly answered my questions and helped me out with my podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate y'all being my first guest on my first episode. I really appreciate the time. Uh, we yes. are very thankful and I am humble. definitely humbled by the fact that you asked us to participate. And I mean, of course, you know, we were going to do it. Um, we we love you, you know, just as if, I mean, you have been a friend, you know, Family. for, yes. Okay. When we open up our house to somebody, now, you know, that's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and if Mustafa say you can come back more than once, that really means exactly. he likes you. Yes. Yeah, I don't mess with a lot of people. I don't want to. I mean, so so that you know, meeting you know at a job where you don't really think that okay, later on in life when you just you know have a coworker. I mean, to have that relationship blossom into the relationship that we have, and now you know with our spouses, and now you know our children. I mean, that's I feel like that's something special. So we love you, and and I can't wait to hear you know the rest of your podcast. you know, I'm sure there'll be lots and lots of interesting topics that I will definitely be tuning into. Thank you, guys. We gotta um, when, well, we'll talk off off radio about this, but um, all right, okay. guys. Well, thank y'all so much, and thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, thank you to the Sulaymans. Wish them a ha- um a happy weekend, and everybody enjoy your night. All right, bye, Crescent. Bye-bye. Bye, bye.